You are now listening to my dad's podcast. I know, I know, it's not likely that you can start writing three or four prescriptions for Brexanolone, known by the brand name Zoresso, immediately. However, patients are getting this information from social media, TV network sites, and even in women's magazine. In March of 2019, the FDA approved the first intravenous therapy, Zoresso, for postpartum depression. And now, in May of 2019, the Cleveland Clinic has started a large inpatient service for this new medications administration. Do you know about it? Let's get into the details of Zoresso now. Postpartum depression is a major depressive episode that occurs following childbirth, although symptoms can start during pregnancy. As with other forms of depression, it's characterized by sadness with or without loss of interest in activities that one used to enjoy and a decreased ability to feel pleasure and may present with symptoms like cognitive impairment, feeling of worthlessness or guilt, or even suicidal ideation. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved Zorelso or Brexelinone injection for IV use for the treatment of postpartum depression in March of 2019. Again, that's the branded name Zorelso or the generic Brexanolone as its chemical composition name. This is the first drug approved by the FDA specifically for postpartum depression. Now, here's a quick disclosure. I understand that this medication right now is restricted because of insurance coverage. It's expensive and it has to be used under physician monitoring. And we'll get into that in just a minute. However, if your patient does ask you about Brexenolone, it's good to know the data and be able to have a conversation about this newly approved medication. Brexanolone is a derivative of endogenous allopregnenolone, a hormone that declines after childbirth. It works as an allosteric modulator of GABA-A receptors. Remember that GABA is an inhibitory neurotransmitter and may play an important role in modulating vulnerability to depression and anxiety. Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Currently, the medication, again, which must be administered IV over about a 60-hour inpatient interval, must be given according to strict procedure guidelines. The manufacturer and the FDA agreed that administration of this IV medication must follow the Risk Evaluation and Mitigation Strategies Program, that's REMS or R-E-M-S. Now, although efficacy was shown in the trial, there was an area of concern that prompted the FDA to give this initial cautious administration. 
There were no deaths in the studies, but there were two events that the FDA deemed very serious. The first was suicidal ideation two days after infusion in the patient given 60 micrograms per kilo per hour. And there was a syncopal or altered consciousness in the patient in the 90 micrograms per kilo per hour dosing group. In addition, sedation-related events occurred in more patients, including sedation and somnolence in 15% in the combined total brexaniline groups versus 6% in the placebo group. There was also dizziness or lightheadedness or presyncopal event in 12% versus 7% of the placebo. There was also loss of consciousness in 4% of those who received the medication. Now, the patients were closely monitored in the study and recovered, but the FDA panel members expressed concern about what might happen to both the mother and the child if side effects were to occur in the real-world setting, and some worried that the true risk could not be assessed with only 140 patients in the final safety cohort. So because of these concerns, the idea was that this medication would have to be given under direct and close supervision. Remember that in May of 2019, the Cleveland Clinic at one of its facilities announced that it would begin administering this medication according to the preset protocol as an inpatient setting. Here is how this protocol looks. Brexenolone, R-E-M-S, REMS, require that patients be under 24-hour supervision with monitoring by an on-site medical professional in a certified healthcare facility throughout the 60-hour continuous IV infusion. Now, continuous pulse ox must be administered with an alarm set for excessive sedation. Now, patients can receive treatment anytime during the first year after giving birth, but the symptoms need to have started within the first six months postpartum. Here's how this plays out. Each woman who is eligible, according to the Cleveland Clinic and REMS protocol, and consents to the treatment will be admitted to a postpartum unit along with her child and a family member to watch the baby. And they will be followed by a psychiatrist. She will then receive the 60 hour infusion under the supervision of a trained nurse co-managed by a psychiatrist and the obstetrician. One week after the patient is discharged, she will have a combined follow-up appointment with the psychiatrist and her obstetrician. After this pilot, if patient demand is sufficient, the Cleveland Clinic may roll out the treatment to its other birthing centers in the Northeast Ohio area and perhaps additional regional sites. This can also serve as a model for other hospitals throughout the country. Listen, is this medication worth it? Well, according to two placebo-controlled studies, Brexan alone demonstrated superiority to placebo in improvement of depressive symptoms at the end of the first infusion. One study included patients with severe postpartum depression and the other enrolled patients with moderate postpartum depression. Remember that the most common adverse reactions were sleepiness or somnolence, dry mouth, loss of consciousness, and flushing. 
So the FDA recommended that clinicians discontinue brexelinone in those whose postpartum depression obviously becomes worse or who experiences emergent suicidal thoughts or behaviors. Why is this important? Well, it's a step forward because this represents the first aggressive treatment for postpartum depression. Remember that the Centers for Disease Control estimates that one in nine women and possibly as many as one in five experience postpartum depression. Now, generally, the condition has been treated with counseling and or antidepressants. However, more needs to be done. All right, that wraps up our really quick review of a topic that's moving fast from FDA approval in March to the first hospital implementing a pilot program and model, if you will, for the administration of this complex medication that requires 60 hours of infusion. Nonetheless, it's a step forward. This has been Clinical Pearls and a quick update on the new medication for postpartum depression. We'll see you next time.